Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia live on Twitter, X, Spaces for the final segment of each show. Syracuse ends their five-game losing streak. Uh, from the fast, past five weeks, and they also end a five-game losing streak from the past five years against Pitt. Uh, I guess they. we talked a lot about the, the game 100 years ago, and Coach mentioned it, but it was in my, it was in my head before I heard Coach mention it in, in his presser, but it's kind of what it looked like, just an old-style uh, football minus the wildcat. Um, so anyways, 382 yards on the ground and, uh, only 17 through the year, but it got it done. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback. We will, um, hear from coach here in a second and just, uh, not for anything, uh, really nice to get back in the wind calm, huge for me personally to get this pit win. you know, Syracuse's only beat pit three times since 2005 and we've we play each other every year right and mm-hmm. uh we i think the last time i think we've been playing each other every year going back all the way to like 1955 or something like that if i remember right uh yeah it was 1930 and then um 15 years later the the, the rivalry was was created once again in 1955 and um you know, by the way, that was really after the the game that was um, talked about quite a bit coming into this game in the Bronx. Uh, that game was in 1923, obviously, 100th anniversary of, of that 3 to nothing game, as we've heard 100 times. But, you know, Pitt's had our number. They've had our – they've really had our number. I'm, I'm sorry. They, they've really had our number since, since um, 2002. 2000s, right? 2002. Um, Syracuse went on, um, like a 11 game, 10, 11 game streak at one point. And then since 2002, we've only beat them three times. So it's a fun team to hate. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a fun rivalry, something I don't want to, uh, let go of personally, um, regardless of the, the football landscape in the future. And, you know, we're locked in the seven games 
with them right now and we'll see what happens after that but if, to me it's something that if it if it ends it would be maybe tragic i feel like for uh just just for me personally I, I don't know how everybody else feels about it i remember we, we talked a lot about in basketball about how everybody was trying to create a rivalry between syracuse and duke and you know i just always felt that pit and boston college like the old Big East stuff was just something that never died, and it just was rekindled going back in the ACC. But you know, Syracuse and Pitt never skipped a beat. So, right, something I hope uh, continues, and you know, maybe we can start a streak of our own. Yeah, easy, easy, uh, easy team to hate. Not really a Narduzzi fan either. Um, so, pulled out all the stops to get that one, and I'm glad, glad we got it against them. So good win. Had friends at the at the game, so they got to go to Yankee Stadium and, and watch uh, a W. So and and cool to to be there. I would have loved to uh, been able to go to a game like that, especially the hundredth anniversary. And you know, but not like I mentioned in the in the preview. Just you know, not a lot of excitement around it. Seemed pretty. Yeah, seemed pretty milk toast in there and very bare. <laughs> and when we were looking at tickets, I, w- I, I my suspicion was correct that they weren't even selling third and fourth um, tier seats, which I don't know if I would really expect them to, um, you know, to fill that up with that kind right. of game with you know the you know a, a four and five team and a two and seven team coming into a game, you know, it's just not that it's the, the, the it's not there. So right. anyways, all right, let's take a listen to see what coach had to say following the win. First of all, I want to give the glory to, to the man upstairs. It was an outstanding performance uh, by the football team that we, we asked him to do something that was drastic and extremely different and you can't pull that off without belief and they put belief in the scheme and it was it wasn't all total belief in the beginning but uh I told him a story as because I moved a lot as a child I said when the family is moving in a certain direction and you want to change you're changing locations you're changing jobs there comes a point where the kids crying about their old friends and they don't want to leave and you're like get in the car we're going to go and we're going to leave because we're a family and that's what we do. We stay together and we don't leave anybody behind. I think they made a movie about it. But uh, they all got on board and we moved in the same direction. And even though we were behind at halftime, there wasn't a doubt in anyone's eye. They still believed. When in the course of this week did you realize that that was going to have to be the game plan? Like when was Garrett kind of ruled limited for the week? You know, it was not, uh, the plan was not based off of Garrett's availability. The plan was based off of, we want to be more physical. We, we want to, we've played the game. There's a lot of ways to win a football game. There's a lot of way to lose a, a football game. And we've played the game through the air. But uh, I just felt like we want to go, we wanted to get physical. We wanted to go old school. We wanted to go back 100 years to a 3-0 win. Uh, Syracuse versus Pitt in the first game in Yankee Stadium and see if we could stir up stir up the ghosts. When you look inside Garrett Schrader's chest and you pull out his heart and you look at Dan Valari and you pull out his heart and then you look at LaQuint Allen and you pull out his heart 
and you get those three hearts and you put them together, you have a hell of a beat. And I just feel like that those guys, the way they play the game and the way they inspire others, the way they play the game, uh, if you just give it to them enough, even if you're denied an opportunity to win, if you're going to go down, that's the way you want to go down because you just feel those are the type of people that you want to rally behind. Coach, did you expect Dan Valari to have as many quarterback snaps as he did coming into this game? Yes. Coach, uh, 11 months ago, LeQuint made his first start for Syracuse here on this field. Since then, how has he evolved both on and off the field? Well, you know, the uh, all the adversity off the field, you know all about that and the way it was handled. And I thought that he handled that in a very mature manner for his age. And I thought that uh, the, his growth during that period, and then I'm going to use a word that a lot of young people, I'm not quite sure they learned the definition of until way, way down the road, but how patient he was with the system and faith that he had that things would turn out right. That, that adversity off the fo football field sharpens a young man, and it, it changes him. You know, it, that, it changes him into something else. And I think he's changed into something. He was good before, but I think he's changed into something that's really dynamite now. Dan came here as a quarterback, and we, we looked at him, and we evaluated him, and we thought we had some guys that could do some other things and asked him to do something that a lot of quarterbacks don't do is change a position. And, and, and I still believe, oh, I love when I say that. I still believe, I'm saying that humbly, that he's going to be an, uh, an NFL tight end. I really believe he has the ability to do all that. So uh, he believed us. He made the move. But, again, he got hurt, and we didn't have an opportunity. He did not practice in the spring. He did not practice in the summer. He did not practice in August. I mean, we didn't get him until September, and at the time we had OG. So we thought he was good. I believed he was good. I had faith that he was good, but he hadn't done it on the field so this has been a slow growth but it's he is not surprising us it's just that we had to wait until we saw it on the field because you just can't make that move on a football team unless the other family members the other brothers see what we always thought we we, we had and now everybody's on board all right so um you know a pretty spectacular team effort I think, um, I mean, I know I was, first of all, I was extremely surprised. Now, look, I'm going to preface all this with this is Pitt, okay? So we have to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry we have to do that. I'm not trying to take anything from anybody, but you have to do that. The offensive line was tremendous. There was points when Chris Bleich couldn't even hold himself up. I don't know what he's going through or what's going on, but or if he was out of breath, but um, he was being held up. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the way that this, the game planning, um, to do this in a week with Garrett Schrader, not taking, um, all the days of practice, getting them under his belt. Um, you know, you look back at it and you're like, well, shit, you know, what sucks is that, um, seems to me this would have worked against Boston college last week. And um, Seems that you, way. <laughs> you think you think back and you're like, in hindsight, 
you do that and we're bowl eligible and we still got two games left with one extremely winnable game. And, uh, you know, you could be stumbling into seven and five at the end of the year. And it is what it is. But uh, Georgia Tech, the big question mark. Um, I, I, I feel like this is going to be how we see this football team, I think, the rest of the season. Um, like I said, you know, the offensive line, um, huge props to them. We did run into um, some issues, and those things can be cleaned up. There's two fumbles. I think Valari had two fumbles. Garrett Schrader had a fumble. I think only one of those was lost. I think it was Schrader's, yep. if I remember right. No, first, the first, I Was it Valari's? Are you sure about that? Because I thought it was the first one in the game. I thought that was Garrett Schrader's. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah, it could it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, three fumbles is not great. And um, obviously, in a in a game plan and a scheme, the way that they pulled this thing out, I thought it was, I thought it was you know, I wasn't going to say this, but I, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I re- I really did. I, I was re- once I saw what they were doing. Once it sunk in that that was going to be it, I was like, man, this is you know, it it's, it kind of slowed down at the end of the first half, and it took a little bit in the second half, and it picked back up. You know, the defense with um, Bellamy with the pick six. I mean, that was game right there. Yeah. We we could have just we could have warmed the bus up then, but um, you know. It's been 20 yards, or excuse me, 19 yards in the past three games. Um, by caught by a by a wide receiver, right? And that one, that was one right wide receiver, and Amari Hatcher. And you just, if I was to tell you the passing stats, you would never believe that they'd have pulled this game off, obviously. And right. uh, along with last week, like I said, I felt like I feel like we had, um, if we could have done this, we would have had a shot. And, you know, when coach says we didn't game plan this because of Schrader's availability, I mean, don't everything's good, coach. Everything was great. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining, though, because obviously this dude can't throw the ball right now. It's obviously going through something. Yeah. And that that pass to Maximilian Mang in the almost didn't make it there. Almost did not make it there. He had to dive (laughs) forward for that. Okay, it was 15 yards or something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Don't just just don't piss on me. Tell me it's raining. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all right. know. Everybody knows. I mean, it's all right. It worked out. It could work again. It could work for the next two games. We don't know. Right. Um, but I see this working at least against Wake Forest and getting Syracuse to a bowl game. That's how I yep. see it. Yeah. And, and no, just, me as well. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, it's it's kind of telling, right? I mean, you can see. See what our defense can do when we're not on the field the whole game, right? Again, it's Pitt, right? And people are going to say that, oh, it's Pitt, calm down. All we can do is talk about the team that was just put in front of us and who we have to play. And I can go back to Pitt's, you know, season. And, I mean, some of the teams that they beat and stay competitive with, you know, are pretty good teams. Well, uh, Pitt's, so, Pitt's beat up. They're much in the same boat as us. Oh, yeah. on the they're, very, front. they're very beat up, exactly. So, um, but again, it just goes back to – you know, everyone's talking about how, you know, Dino's got to go. I don't know if people have actually alluded to, like, the players quitting or whatever. But, I mean, I think yesterday was a prime example of a team that does not quit on their coach. Um, and, yeah, you made it, we talked about it before. We, need, we needed them to do something different. And I think they tried to do something with Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Didn't really work out that well. And, 
you know, knowing he was probably injured anyway. I mean, I wonder if he was 100 percent or if he could play if this would have been the game plan. Um, I wonder. But I do know that, you know, there's a lot of things that can come out of this. And who's to say that Garrett Schrader is just maybe he barely threw. Yeah, so maybe his arm will be better next week. Maybe we'll be able to get a little bit more trick plays off of that. I mean, we saw Dan Valari throw that pass to a wide open LaQuinn Allen, but he missed him. Um, so you know, the fact that we only threw eight times and uh, one of them was for a touchdown and, and it was between three different people. Um, Garrett threw tells, two balls too. Two balls. Yep. And the thing is, like I said, it's it's a situation where it, and it still worked. Everything still worked. Vlari was out there looking like Tim Tebow. You know, LaQuinn Allen was out there playing great. And, you know, Garrett Schrader being out there, he almost had 100. We almost had three 100-yard rushers. And um, to have Garrett out there to be, you know, a receiver and to be, uh, you know, some type of um, – I mean, God, you remember the backflip? <laughs> yeah. Did for no re- I mean, but he's a decoy. People don't know what he can do, what he can't do. But, you know, he, he we know he can run the ball. We know that probably something with his arm, he can't throw the ball that great right now. But nobody else on the other team knows how great he can throw. Um, and when he was with Mississippi State, they moved him to receiver for a year, which I know he didn't like it. But, I mean, in this case, this year, with his senior year, I mean, going out there, he can do a couple of different things. So, obviously, your most dangerous <laughs> offensive weapons are the Quinn Allen, Dan Valari, and Garrett Schrader. I, I can't put a receiver in that mix until we get a quarterback that can get them the ball. But uh, they used all three of those guys real, real smart yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it could have – went much better as far as all that goes. I, I wish we could have had the um, three 100-yard rushers, uh, Garrett with a drop pass. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was in bounds, but he should have had that one. Um, it would have been great had uh, yeah. had he been able to catch that and, and, and finish it off. But it is what it is. Um, he was still the leading receiver. One catch for six yards. Yeah, no, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's dumb, dude. It's dumb. Uh, it is uh, dumb, but when you look at the stats, I mean, they dominated. They dominated that game, especially in the in the line. Like you said, I, that's where I was most impressed. I was most impressed, and I'm watching our offensive line and us just continue and, you know, have drives. You know, 21 first downs to their 11 and keep that clock going. Time of possession we had at 37 and a half minutes. Um, I know there's a lot of comments that I saw on Facebook about basically playing like a service academy team, but hey, they got to. I mean, you you have a strength if you have something that you can use for that against another team. I mean, make you them know, stop it. You know what? Make you're, them stop it, and you, they couldn't stop it. You know what you're getting with what you used to get with Wake Forest, and you know what you used to get with Georgia Tech. It's been a few years, right, for Georgia Tech to be doing that stuff but the service academy is a great point you know i think um coach i think coach said something about it something in regards to that in his presser but the um you know those teams have success and you know what you're going to get with them it's a lot of its execution and you know you think about dan valari and you're like well geez, you know, not only why didn't we try this game plan when things started to kind of unravel, but why weren't we using him in this aspect anyway? Um, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, to put him in... At this point, he could be more comfortable throwing and having plays off of that too, right? He could have been... He could have... Who who knows? If you, if you really want to think about it, he could have been second string already. 
Like he could have been, he could have started against Boston College. Even if Schrader didn't right. play, they could have done this between him and LaQuint Allen, and in you know who knows what else. But I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like that's it's it. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and dwell on it because it's whatever, and we don't know what the hell would have happened anyway. But I just feel like, um, man, what a missed opportunity. Knowing what we know now, what we could have done against Boston College. Yeah. But, and that's well, and you know, some that. of that takes what losing five games in a row, correct? I mean, a lot of times, you know, you come in as a coach and you're like, all right, this is this is this is our strengths. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to run an offense. And then that's what it is. You know, a lot of times you got the ego of coaches that are like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I have to do something gimmicky to win, right? Like I want to be able to line up the way that I want to run my offense. And then them end up winning. But, I mean, this is a prime example of setting egos aside and saying, where are our strengths and what do we need to do to just win the game? And that's exactly what they did. You know, we spoke about that, I think, prior to Boston College. And we saw a little bit of a better effort, but they didn't go this far. <laughs> and now they went this far. Like he said, it. And the coach said it was a drastic, drastic change that they asked him to do. Um, you know, you heard Coach talking about, looking at all these guys hearts and and putting it together and having a hell of a beat i love that line by the way i thought it was great and i don't know if he thought of that before he got there or not but I th- that's true too i know that's and that's why we're going to talk about it um i'm going to couple this with obviously we know who Garrett trader is and we know what kind of heart he has you know we know who laquin allen is and we know what kind of heart he has but we were also reminded about how LaQuint's offseason went, how mature he was in handling it, and we saw that without seeing it, right? So we, you knew that he did because there was no drama surrounding it, and we knew it. The out, you know, we all saw the outcome, right? Um, the patience of him and his um, his loyalty to stick at Syracuse, go through all that and kind of have like a walk of shame moment and still be here and hand the way he handled that. So we know his heart, you know, you got to see Dan Valari and, and what he could do and what he's about a little bit. So he's coming up there and you think to yourself, man, um, these three guys, I mean, that's like, that's a powerful trio right there between those three. And, you know, when you've got a determined bunch like that, Dan Valari not given a, a, a a, a role to accentuate his leadership until yesterday. And I, I guess it really still needs to be seen whether what kind of leader he can be, but we, we kind of already knew that with LaQuint and, and Garrett and um, you know, to have three guys like that, be able to execute like that. And like you said, Garrett out there doing backflips and he can apparently do backflips. He can throw a, a freaking hell of a block, <laughs> right? Um, he you just can't he, he can, he can fly he, he just can't throw. <laughs> he just can't throw. And I don't mean that like in a mean. negative no, way. He just, he literally cannot throw right now. Right. Um, but isn't that like a, kind of a good testament to like what type of player he is? It's what type you know, of person as far he is. As a leader. He, yes. That's what I'm saying. And, and he, what he can bring to the table. The fact that he's a quarterback, he can't barely throw it 10 yards, but he's still but he's out there. considers somebody that, that has to be out there. Whether it's a decoy, always keeping somebody you know humble and making them watch him. I mean, yeah, it, it was, I was just—he wasn't selfishly irritated by not being under center. You know, nope. he was out there having he was doing fun. Doing what he needed to do, right? And so, you know, it takes um, it takes sacrifice and and um, being really humble for 
someone who's been in the spotlight all year to share that spotlight and do it because you know it's that's what we have to do to win and the best gives us the best opportunity to win and so it just says a lot about him and that says a lot about the culture of the team also and the fact of that the fact that they're not quitting on the coach right i mean valari was taking those hits and schrader was over there helping him up every time schrader was there when he scored a touchdown to you know congratulate him he didn't he didn't care so those guys were going at it and it was physical it was a physical physical ass game Quinn Allen getting freaking eye raked the first. Yeah, by the way, that's effing dirty, man. Like dirty as shit. That kid's suspended the, after. Yeah, uh, we all saw what happened. There's there's video of it. Uh, number thirty and whatever the hell his name is. He needs to be. He needs to be. Um, he needs to pay some kind of penalty for that. That's that's just dirty. And he just did it because he got he got his block knocked off. Um, was it Schrader? <laughs> yeah, he had his was hand it Schrader? there. Which, huh? Did Schrader lay the block into him, or was it? What happened? I don't know exactly who did it. Someone, something happened before that. He was already butthurt about something. Yeah, did... well, you know, and and again, going back to the culture and the type of players that these are. Did you see LaQuinn Allen's response? Like he went out, he went out to the sideline. He got they put a visor on, so it couldn't happen again. And then he was out there chirping. Like yeah. he was out there talking to him, like, like, and he backed it up with his play. He didn't do anything dirty. He didn't turn around. He didn't. He didn't. You know, lower himself to their standards. You know, that's that says a lot about a kid that age because it's very easy to get upset and want to go back and just cheap shot somebody. But he went out there and he was barking at him, and he ended up, you know, doing his talking with the play, with his play, with his hundred yard game. Yeah, I think we should see some kind of something in regards to that too. Uh, I, I that's that pretty much caps it for me. You know, you talk about. Yep. Um, I've bagged on the, 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 the have faith thing. And, um, you know, I think from a standpoint of what coach was saying is kind of different definition of what I was even meaning. But to the, your point about how these kids played, I think is a testament to them not just buying into what they're doing at this stage in the season, but like you said, into coach. And, I, you know, they played for coach. You know, Michigan didn't run a single pass play, I don't think, in, in the second half of their game against Penn State. You know, so I'm just I'm just saying it was an emotion for, for – they played for their coach, right? Um, I don't know if you watched any of that game, but it was an emotional win. And, you know, you got to think that there's a little bit of that going on here. Because of the things we see on social media, the things you and I have said on here, you know, and we've a n- number of times said we're not calling for anybody's job, right? Or it's right. N- not our business to, uh, but we've offered our suggestions, right? So, <laughs> so I mean, on certain things. Um, but does this save Dino Babers? You know, he made a comment about it. He made a comment about it. It's no, it's no, it's no question that Dino knows he's on the hot seat. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's unreasonable to say, and right. and it's not our decision to make. But at the end of the day, you know, you go ahead and you try to win out. Maybe you know they got a chance to win out. You go win out and get a bowl game. That's money. 
And obviously, this 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 school really they care about money. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, right. it doesn't, doesn't kind of matter what bowl game you get. It's going to be money for the school. And you know what? Whatever. We'll see what happens. Here's my concern. I, Jason Beck, you know, you got to hope that he stays. You know, in in uh, Rocky Long, you got to hope that he stays. Um, and to to enter next year with without a bunch of changes is pretty much going to be something. And I mean, players too. You know, you you want these players coming back, the ones that can, the ones that will, um, because I mean, some of them. Yeah, you know, I just don't want to see what we saw at the end of last year. You know, they've got the collective up, the orangeunited.com or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah, we have to retain our talent. Our yeah, we have to retain our back. talent. we got to retain our coaches. we got to have some kind of consistency um, to be able to build off of. And I, I do think that, in all seriousness, that's that's an issue. Um, it's, been, it's been just a coaching carousel for seven years-ish, seven, eight years. So, anyway. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Joe, you good? Sir. All right, it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you know what to do at the end of every game. We ask for your thoughts on said game. You leave them on X and Facebook, and uh, we'll talk about them here a little bit. So let's start with Twitter and I went in there early just to kind of see to get an idea take the temperature if you will see what was going on in there and um, I didn't see anything that I wasn't surprised by pretty good stuff so uh, let's start with this one at Stretch Jones where was that the last five games Garrett Trader has been hurt since Clemson uh, they just beat a two and seven team and celebrate like they beat FU, BFSU. Fine, get, <laughs> fine gets an extension and we got tortured five more years. Fine gets an ext- extension and we get tortured five more years. Um, anywho, if you're gonna post uh, something, at least see the autocorrect through, buddy. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what that Probably is. Probably Dino autocorrect. Maybe that would be a Dino autocorrect. I don't know. Um, anyways, it's not really. I mean, for me, you know, being um, excited isn't really a a word I would use for the win. Or maybe it's um, more like fine. Re- oh, gets an fine gets. Yeah, maybe we're missing a comma there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's not about uh, celebrating a win. More so as it is just some relief, not just for the fans and for having to come in here and talk about it, but the players and uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that I was super excited about it because I felt like we should, we should, you know, knowing what I know now, I get it. I do. Knowing what we suspected, I get it. But just some relief, man. It's, it's nice to get a win and start over. You know, you, you hear Bino, Dino Babers talk about, you know, the you know we want to go 1-0. Well, we went 1-0. 
Well, we got let's see how many more times we can do it this year. Everything else is behind us. The losing streak is over, you know. But the Boo Birds are going to come back so quick, um, you know. And next week's going to be is the toughest out of the two games that we have left. And I just hope that they can surprise everybody with, I don't care how they do it, but with a win. And um, we can kind of start to put some of that behind us, right? Now, going to Atlanta for that one. So that doesn't help. No. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, at Charles Regalia, fun game. One more for a bowl. It was a fun game. That's a good way to put it. It was a fun game to watch, right? You know, what Dan Valari did and, you know, we've seen glimpses. First of all, we've seen him run like that. We know he can. That dude's a workhorse with the football and he is not easy to bring down. Could you imagine being a pit fan? Put yourself in their position. You know, we've, we've done it. You know, we've, we've been in that position, right? You're you're just like, you know, he's getting the ball. Stop him. (laughs) You know exactly what he's doing. Yes. You know, he's going to run the ball, (laughs) stop him. And they can't even in a refs in a penalty situation too. Cause I thought that we got some good calls yesterday. Like, I feel like that one fumble was definitely after like the whistle. And like the oh board, yeah, the stop. You know what the I mean? St- so yeah, there was it like, was, but they didn't I review that. Couple... They didn't review it for that, which is what I was confused. If I was a Pitt fan, I'd have been pissed because it's not why they reviewed it. When he came back, he said he was not down, but the whistle did blow. Right, and then yeah, Narduzzi was all upset about a couple other play <laughs> penalties he called. I would have been upset too. So that was that's one game that I'm not going to complain about. Um, not going to complain about refs at all. I mean, <laughs> one out of ten so far this year. So, the only thing is eye gouging, but you know. Well, which, that's not the refs' fault that they didn't see that, but it is up to the NCAA to write that wrong. Oh, absolutely. But um, uh, buddy Michael pretty much did the same thing you're just saying: eye gouging, a backflip, Taysom Hill at quarterback, and passing to defense alignment at a baseball stadium. <laughs> that's said, pretty good i think cirque de soleil performers stole the army football playbook and dressed up in syracuse uniforms <laughs> hey that's that's a great comment i love that who was that michael delello oh okay yeah Facebook. um that's excellent um yep. jeff on twitter weird game glad we won but need an offensive do- design since the invention of the forward pass if we intend to get a sixth Does- Designed since the oh we need but we need an offense design since the invention of the forward pass to get then intended to get to the six okay, um, yeah I don't think we're gonna see too much forward passing unfortunately and you know I'm okay with it I think it's kind of like a desperation thing but it's also was effective and I say they get a bowl game I just wish that Wake Forest was before Georgia Tech. So we could get to the bowl game before we had to face Georgia Tech because of my last point as far as the negativity coming back with a loss. You know, you you beat Pitt. You should have beat Pitt. Like, there's negative with there's negativity with a win still. I, there's negativity with with decent wins before all of this. Yeah, and I and I think that's kind of what wears me down a tiny bit i used to be able to uh avoid all that stuff but you know through the past five weeks um it's been frustrating 
and I don't take back anything I said because it was all the way I feel. And um, you got to come at me with something a little better than Pitt. I think beating Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech, no matter how they do it, would be, I mean, obviously we all know it would be tremendous, but that would be a statement. It would be. Oh, yeah. There's, There's not much more statements to make this year. So when we talk about winning games you shouldn't, that's the one that's left. And if we could do that, I will be extremely happy. You want to, be, you want to talk about it, excited about a win, I'd be excited about that win. That would be the one, yeah. And that's the thing, sadly, is that, like, you know, and Josh Black even said it on, on Twitter. He's like, you are, you're all still mad because we lost. Or because after a win, you're still mad. Like, And it's all because of the five-game losing streak and because, you know, we didn't compete with some of the big boys and then lost a couple we shouldn't have. But, I mean, you got to put it in perspective, that's all. And there's a couple guys that are – a little bit negative, uh, you know. Nate, nice to see a win, but it doesn't erase the last five losses. Um, Bobby, we don't have Lighting one guy to throw the ball. Sound off all the wide receiver transferring and decommitting. And um, Dave, he's a little, he's back and forth. He says, "I mean, while I think it's time for a change, I admire this team being creative and not quitting. A solid win." So there's somebody that still thinks that we should go move away from Dino, but still kind of gave the kids and, and the team a, a little bit of credit. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm sold on the... Through the conversations we've had, through the shows that we've done, I'm not sold on the Dino Babers thing, having Dino having to leave thing. Although, like I said last show, if... if um, I think there needs to be a change. I still do think there needs to be a change. I absolutely do. Doesn't necessarily mean it's Dino Babers. But with that said, um, you know, if they do decide to go a different route, a head coach, I hope that if there is what we thought there was, then I hope that it's exploited. <laughs> that's That's kind of my only hope, and that's just me being a spiteful bastard. And I can't help it <laughs> because because you know how I feel about severed in 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 wild hack and everybody can say well that's not wild hack either it's severed okay well whatever <laughs> they're the two that are pulling the strings so yeah. Yeah, but some people are still sadly, you know, in the, in the way the world works is that Dino is going to have to lose his job before I feel like that gets uh, gets exposed, which Think about is... this, though, too. The injuries. Is that Dino's fault? I mean, think about it. Is it? I mean, maybe there's some fault there. I mean, so this is the thing, right, is that there's only – those teams that, again, like we said, are, are have the money to retain their talent, have coaches in a big, big, good coaching staff, um, and they are getting top recruiting classes, top, top transfer. They're getting the best of the best. You know, those guys, they have the depth to withstand certain injuries. Um, and just, it's sadly, you know, our school, we we're just not set up like that. You know, it's been that way since I can remember, you know. Really, since Marone years, because before that, I mean, it was the same thing. And even at the end of Pascaloni's years, it was the same thing. 
So it was that we were talented and we could play with a lot of people and maybe upset some people, but we can't lose specific guys. Otherwise, we don't have the depth. And that's just what it is, you know. So, again, this is kind of a kudos to me on the coaching staff, you know. Um, Mike from Facebook, it was so fun to watch after the recent train wreck. Love the creative offense. Hope they get another one or two. Zach, Shay, or boy Zach, say what you want. I know. I know he's not a top fan, but Zach is Zach. He's an OG. So he says, say what you want. I know Dino may not be the long-term answer. With that said, credit to him and his coaching staff for being creative enough for us to pull the W. These kids deserve a bowl game. So, I mean, that's that's what a coach. That's what a good coaching staff does, right? Um, once you hit to a certain point, you, you got to take what you what you have, and you need to make it what it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Dallas going to have a big day against Giants? I need him to. I need CeeDee oh, Lamb to go off, Stop. bro. Stop. Of course they're going to have I need CeeDee Lamb to just have a monumental day today. Oh, don't worry about it, buddy. Tommy at, DeVito's the quarterback. So. MF Brightside, honestly an impressive offensive game plan without being able to throw downfield. If SU can win one more, it'll be a challenge to uh, – it will be challenging – to not bring back Babers after two straight bowl appearances. What do you think about that? Yeah, I do. I mean, if, when I, was the last my, my time? Stance, when was the last time? Pas- Coach mentioned it. Pascaloni. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Coach mentioned it in his presser. So. Yeah, it's the same coach. We've been to a bowl game two. No, years no, no. In that's what I'm talking about. With the same coach. Right. That's Pascaloni. The same coach. Yeah. It's been that it's long. Been since uh, yeah, it's been that long. Wow. So, yeah. Again, you got to go in the right direction, right? Um, you know, our, you know, when it got to the national championships and the Ernie Davises and the Jim Browns, like it took a, that took a while to grow, right? You know, programs they go up and down, um, and right now we're just we're right at the process of still trying to get back to going to a bowl game every year and winning six to eight games like like Pascaloni was. So, I mean, again, that's a be careful what you wish for type situation because Pascaloni did so well for so long, but he did so good that the expectations got so high that, you know, six and six, seven and five, uh, it, it wasn't good enough and he got ran out. And then we got the worst guy who basically imploded our whole program. Like, we might as well have got the death penalty like SMU. Um, and. Yeah, now we're trying to make our way up, which is what I don't really understand a lot of times by fans because I can understand if you have a coach that it creates expectations and you know, winning 9, 10, 11 games and being nationally relevant. Okay, so then you start only winning 6, 7 games and going to the Tony the Tiger Bowl, you know, um, then, yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand fans being upset. But now we're trying to right the wrong and get back to just being a bowl team every year. And it's like our fans' expectations are still like we should be like Don McNabb days, you know, Marvin Grave days. It's just we're not there. I'm I'm with you to a certain extent. You know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I am somewhere in between what you say and what the fans say. And I think that it's realistic. I feel like my expectations are realistic. And that would be to uh, not struggle like this, to pull off upsets 
to be competitive. And when we talked, you know, last week, you're like, well, fans just want wanted them to be competitive, and they were competitive against Boston College. I don't want to be competitive against Boston College, a Boston College team like that. I want to whoop that Boston College's team's ass. I want to be competitive against the Virginia Tech. I want to be competitive against UNC and maybe another big name. You know, there's so much good football in the ACC right now. It's just, it's difficult. It's a difficult league to play in. There's extremely good team. Did you see what Duke did with a third-string quarterback last night in Chapel Hill? And I know they're rivals, okay, but this, I mean, what was it, 47 to 45 or something like that? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's competitive with a third-string quarterback. I mean, that is just, that's kind of what I'm talking about. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you go in with the expectations with a third-string quarterback and you're, Prob- and, and I don't know if that's a third string or if they just decided to make a change at second string, but it's not. Yeah. It's, is that what it was? Either way, yeah. either way, um, I, I just feel like that. Like, I want to be that. I want that. I want that to be the norm. And when you are, when you play like that, the wins will come. I don't want to go. I don't want everything to be chalk and then lose against a Boston College. You know, it's difficult. And, you know, that's just that's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at. I, I mean, look, we there's plenty to build off of. I feel like Babers has had a lot of time to build off of what he's had. And which is why it, it's been mind-boggling, some of it. But this team's hampered with injuries every year. And we seem to be living freaking Groundhog Day with it. And it's just tiring. Yeah. And I think the last five games just just put pe- people like me and a lot of other friends just in a in just a a place where you're just like like winning that game. Like I wasn't super excited about winning that game. I'm like, well, it's awesome. It was fun to watch. I totally like I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, but I wasn't like Super excited about being beaten two and seven pit. Although I was right. happy. I mean, it's like my expectation. Like we should have, we should have been able to beat them. Yeah, I, I, we should have. You're right. And but I guess my whole thing is, is that I try not to take everything game by game, right? Because you can look at it at the end of the day, forty five, forty seven. Okay, they're still a loss. Yeah, I like, know, I, but they they I almost won that game though. Okay, but they didn't, right? I and know. At the end of the year, at the end of the year. They're just going to have a record, and there's going to be, did they go to a bowl game or did they not go to a bowl game, right? So uh, just like the same thing with college basketball. We can't sit here and overanalyze every single every single game. Like, at the end of the day, the bar is make the NCAA tournament. If you don't make the it's, NCAA tournament, then you can go back and you can start looking at certain things, right? The, the, we're app, that's apples and oranges to me. Why is that apples? Because because you don't just get to hit 500 in basketball and get to do something special. Well, yeah, but they play way more games, right? But so what? I'm just saying, like that's different. I would I I, I would I would separate those because they're two different sports and they're handled. A lot totally of times different. they go 500 in conference. So would you I, rather would you rather Syracuse play four or five? I, I am with you 100 percent. A teams. And then... I'm with you 100 percent on basketball. The goal is to get to the tournament. 
No matter how you get there, no matter how ugly your wins are, or how ugly your wins are, or how bad your losses are, the whole goal is to get there. And I'm, I'm, I'm there with you on that. Football is different for me. It's different. Okay. I feel like I I watch football differently. Um, there's just certain things that set it apart. Like to just be a six and six team and go to bowl games isn't exactly like what I want to do every year. I'm fine with it at the end of the day, Joe, I'm fine with it. But if I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and lie about it, I'm not extremely happy or excited about it. Like you said, you want to go to the Tony, the tiger bowl. You want to go to the whatever bowl. You know, yeah, uh, but what's the difference between that bowl and some other bowl? I mean, like you bring well, up Duke, I know. Well, right? exactly. Duke's had a great story, right? But look, they have had injuries, and now look, they're 6-4. and four. They're one game behind us. So you can look and say, oh, look at Syracuse's season. Well, guess what? They're if one Duke game ahead of losing, us. Huh? They're one game ahead of us. That's what I'm saying. So what happens if we end up both being 6-6 six and six, or both being 7-5? and five? Now, you can easily look at the Duke season and be like, wow, they were way more competitive and they were this, this, and that. At the end of the day, we just finished the same damn record. And we're going to a similar, very similar bowl. Well, I, I mean, mean that's, you could look at numbers at the end of the season and, and we can have that argument. But like, if you're not a ranked team and you're not going to. Dude, we to... got walloped five ga- four games in a row. So? Tor- I mean, perception's reality, bro. And I mean, I mean uh, yeah, it is. I mean, dude. I get it that basketball it and football. I get it that basketball and football are different, right? I get that, but there's only so much. Would you rather only, just so watch a game are, where you get your ass handed to you constantly uh, throughout the whole game, or watch a game where you're like standing up and you're you're, you're having a cardiac cue moment where you're like, man, they might freaking pull this off, but they lose. What's worse? I mean, a loss, a loss. You're right, but don't you want to be competitive so you're not laughed at? I mean, look, dude, I've been a Raiders fan since I was ten years old. I I know this. I know this game. Okay, oh, I you, I understand that, but I also know that at the end of the day, like like I said, basketball. First off, there's way more teams included at the end of the season that to where it's, it's all of a it's, sudden all bets are off. You don't need to worry about it, right? There is no ACC tournament where you can. You can go win your ticket to the dance, in which now it's everybody's Almost, zero though. zero, and you Almost. get a chance, right? So what I'm saying is, is you have you could be, you could get your ass kicked all year, and that could be perception. But if you go to your conference tournament and win, and get in the tournament, I mean that year that UConn won with um, Kemba Walker, that's that's they they weren't even supposed to be there. So I I'm sure UConn that. fans are like, oh, we suck. Well, guess what? Then they went to the damn tournament, won their tournament, then got the NCAA tournament and won that thing. So, I mean, if, but with football, people don't fine-tooth comb that shit. It's one game, and then people forget about it. You get to the end of the year, you just see, oh, they're 6-6? Six and, oh, six and six? oh, they're going to a bowl game. They don't start look, looking into their, oh, what's their strength of schedule? Who'd they play? Who'd they get their ass kicked? I mean, as a fan, I get it because you I watched mean, it, so th- you feel some sort of way, right? But other people, like the outside people, they, they don't care like that. They'll look at it and be like, oh, damn, they're going to bowl. I guess I'm they not- had a I don't give a shit about the outside people. Isn't that I'm talking what you about said? me? What do you mean? I'm talking about me as a fan watching the game. I want to be competitive against teams right. that that. You... Oh yeah, me too. Okay. Well, you said something about being embarrassed about or you know. Well, this, look, this there's Just a like, way to I mean... win respectfully, and then there's a way to lose embarrassingly. Yeah, 
Okay. I just always look at football as different because basketball is not that far. I mean, you watch the talent gap between some of these teams when we play in non-conference, and yet we're still only winning by 10, 11, 12. Like it's kind of a close type game. But we have way more talented players than that. In football, if you have a couple guys out, you can easily get blown out. I agree. I don't disagree with any of that. But you're, and that's just you're, one you're game. Make, you're, 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 you're kind of – you're not like proving my – or making my point, but you're speaking to kind of what I'm talking about. Like it's just different. To compare basketball no, to, to footballs as far as expectations and things like that, like – on a on a end of the year discussion, then I think we're both on the same page with basketball. I mean, right? You know, yes, you can. Yeah, okay. You don't have the opportunity as a go go go. You you well, don't I mean, have the opportunity as a it. as a well, real quick. You don't have an op- an opportunity as a football squad to perform some kind of way in an in a tournament to make some kind of big tournament like like no that's not how it goes right it's just unfortunately it's not how it works so it's a bowl a bowl game is the postseason i totally understand that i'm fine with that it's not my point my point is about bringing up duke and and then i'll let you say your piece and we can move on but my point is is that for Duke to go in there and play the way they played is impressive to me because they could be getting their asses handed to them too every week because Riley Leonard was that team and Riley Leonard is is a is a freaking stud in my opinion and they've been without him and they're they are still competitive every game and there's you can lose respectively like that and be like man it was a good freaking game I'm talking about fan perspective Man, that was yep, a good yep. that was a good game. That was a freaking good game. I almost had it. Or you can go in into Virginia Tech on a Thursday night and just get totally obliterated and turn it off at halftime and go to bed. Because that's what. No, I, I understand. Okay, that's my own. That's my only point. It's a selfish, prideful, which is not great. A selfish, prideful thing for me as a sports fan. Okay, I've, you know, like I said, I've been a Raiders fan for 30, almost 35 years. Okay, I know what it's like to lose and be embarrassed. And the one thing I always hung my hat on through all of that was Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball, because we always had it. We always had something to show. And it's we don't necessarily the past few years have been tough. And so for me, this year, I hit a breaking point. That Virginia Tech game for me was a breaking point where I was like, you know what? I need to see something. And the game against Pitt didn't show me anything, but I feel like it was brilliant. And I these kids executed that, like, extremely well. The attitudes that they that they they had the 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 way the looks on their faces the way they played the way you you mentioned Garrett Trader going and helping Dan Valari up and just that was a team effort man and I thought it was amazing but they should have won it anyway and I'll say that 
that's easier said than done, too, in the situation that they were in going into that game. So all the credit to the coaches, all the credit to the kids for that for that win, and I think they can do it two more times. I'm not sure if they will. They're def- we're, if I had to bet the, my next paycheck on it, I'd say we're going to a bowl game. Because it's one of those things, and I mentioned it earlier, you know what's coming, but can you stop it? The offensive line played tremendous. As far as I could see, I don't think there was any um, wounded soldiers, okay? I feel like, in my heart of hearts, I feel like we can go into the next couple games or in the next game relatively healthy and try to execute the same game plan and see what happens, but definitely against um, Wake Forest at the end of the year, by the way, which which will be um, senior night at the Dome. I feel like um, that's... That's going to be their their time to shine at home, and and if they got to execute the same way they executed against Pitt, and so be it. It was fun to watch. It's just not. Um, it's just you know what you're getting when you become one dimensional. You just daring the other team to stop you. Yeah, and Pitt's, yeah, no, Pitt's I mean, defense ain't that bad, Joe. Like I know they've had some injuries and things, but their defense ain't that bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's that's normally that was their like strength coming into to this year. So, and I get it. Um, I think I, I, just going back and just finishing hitting this up is say that ugh, I get it. But with me, like I kind of come into it like a, like when we did our preview, right? And I guessed six and six, and we spoke about. I remember even then talking about getting six and six. They were probably going to have to win. Now we didn't know how Wake Forest and Pittsburgh and some of these other teams were going to be, right? But they were probably going to have to win a game that, that we didn't think that they were going to be able to win or that they'd have to upset somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, right. you know, I go into the season and, look, I said 6-6. Six and six. I said, I think we both said, if he makes a bowl game, he keeps his job. And that and I, wasn't I, con- I stick by that. And that wasn't concurrent on where they get those six wins, those six losses. It doesn't matter how they get them. Doesn't matter where they come from. It's six and six, and so I mean, then again, this is just I mean, we can go back and forth. This is a personal thing, right? You look at it one way, I look at it another. Now, yeah, would I want them to be close to have a chance? Do I want them to win every game? Of course I do, and of course it pains me to sit there and watch them get their butts kicked. But at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, I've played in those type of games, and I maybe it's I'm just looking at it from a player perspective of that I've played in games that were triple overtime, 52, 50, you know, 50 and both teams are state ranked. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, and then I've also played in games where I've gotten my butt kicked and I'm going to let you know that like, you don't just, like you don't leave that one game where you lost by two in triple overtime and you're like, Oh man, but that was a great game. I don't know if I'd rather played in it or watched it or, you know, man, I'm just, a loss is a loss. I mean, I've world. been I've been there too, and it's a lot better to lose by two than just get your ass handed to you. Yeah, see, to, to me, it's 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 been a, a loss is a loss because sometimes the other team's just that much better than you. So when you like from a competitive competitor standpoint, I've lost close games where I'm like, man, we had that game, we're better than that team, and that hurts more than lining up against a team you know is better than you that kicks your ass. It hurts more to yeah, lose but... a game that you know that you could win versus getting your butt kicked against a top 25 team. And at the end of the day, it is all a loss. So, 
That's I, just my perspective. I understand. That's you're I, talking from a you're talking from a player's perspective too. But that's that's carried over into my fan perspective okay. because at the end of the day, I'm not looking at individual game performances or how they get there. You know, I stated in the beginning of the year, I think they're going to win six so games. So going six and six, going six and six, and getting a bowl game every year, you're fine with that. Not, no, I didn't say every year. I'm just saying. I'm asking you though. No, not every year. Of course, well, your how expectations many, how go many, up. Like okay, so how many years quality, does it right? take for you to say, okay, well, I'm sick of the I six and six I think that once it becomes game. a consistent thing, then that's when the expectations start to go up, right? I'd like to start by going to two games, two bowl games in a row because the last so, 20 years, so we've what, gone what, one every four years. What Syracuse has built over the past eight years now, or is it seven or eight? It's it's better than that. what it was the previous 12. Okay. Not every but, season has been... <laughs> But overall, it's that's a long time better. to be building, and you've already cycled through a class. So, I'm yeah, just saying. COVID and the I'm NIL saying, and the transfer. Uh, everybody cycled everybody. through a class during COVID, though. Everybody did. Everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, but those things hurt. Hurt separate. Like that type of stuff. Only, that only helps better teams. When you can transfer without having to wait a year. When uh, you can pay players. Where you can get extra years for COVID and all this crap, like that only helps better better team. I mean, it helps everybody, but if it's helping it better teams, teams get the better. NIL helps teams with money. Period. We know that, right? And 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 those teams aren't necessarily better, but there's certain teams that are just loaded, and they're able to build. This is a and situation where that. the rich get richer, though, and people like SU that are trying to catch up that are still building facilities. Oh, that's some of that's their own fault. Some of that's SU's fault, and they got okay. no one to blame but yeah, themselves. Yeah, okay, I get that. But at the same time, as a fan, don't you have to understand that, or are we just going to sit here and be better we and understand do, it? we got to start as no, – Well, I mean, yeah, there's a bolt. Yes. Or we just pick, you team, let's be, just pick a new team. Screw it. Let's just pick a new team. Who, I can't deal with this. I need instant gratification. So that is instant gratification. Here we are in, in the eighth year of this, and I'm not, that's the last thing I'm talking about is instant gratification. That's, I'm not that's saying the, you. I'm just saying that we got people out here bitching about a win last night. Well, I didn't see any of that. First of all, I didn't see anybody bitching about a win. I mean, there was some snide remarks about oh, it's just pit, but isn't that expected? I mean, it's expected. Now. If you're the type of fan who was sitting there actively rooting against Syracuse to prove a point because you want a coach gone, that's different. But I didn't see any of that. Now, did it happen? If I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd guess yes, that's prob- that was probably <laughs> happening. But I didn't see it, and therefore I don't have any ammunition to even bother having that discussion. So, well, yeah, of course, look, take it from a guy – I've rooted against the Raiders. I keep coming back to the Raiders because this is my other <laughs> lifelong team. I, I've rooted I've rooted against the Raiders like is as recent as this year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, and I have no shame in it. But I don't I am not from Oakland. I'm not I became a Raiders fan because of a player. You know what I'm saying? It's different yep. for me. It's just it's just different for me to see people root against their home team. It would be that's that's those people you need to ignore, and I don't even know if if it was going on. I'm not even sure I would. I'm not even sure I, I would even humor it. Like I don't even know if I would address it. But I didn't see any of that. I know for me, my expectations 
it's not even expectations. I guess it's, it's not, it's really not an expectation because I don't have the expectation of it. I just want it to happen and I'm sick of it. Not does that change anything? Because that's where I'm at. I just want it. I just want us to be different. I want us to be relevant. I want us to be a threat. I want us to be intimidating. I get it. Okay. And it's not about my expectations about, it's about really and truly what I want what I want this team to be. I don't expect a college football playoff, four teams playoff. I don't, that's this unrealistic bowl games are fine with me. How you get there at the end of the day doesn't really matter, but I do want it to be relative. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go last year's bowl game was, it was kind of dumb. Boring. Yeah, I get it. You know, there was, there was players not playing and there's on both sides of the ball and, it's good and everything, but at the end of the day, that's a that's like a exhibition. That's yeah. like a, you know what I'm saying when you're playing your second and thirds. I it, mean, it's important for the team. It is for important the, for the next but season it's for the not, university. It's not something the experience you, for the kids. You're not throwing a party and you know cooking chili and what? nachos. You're not doing and, that for the Sunkiss Bowl. I'm just saying the Duke's Mayo Bowl. The Duke's Mayo, but now listen, hold on, hold on a second, hold on. Duke's Mayo is the only Mayo, that's the only way to go with Mayo, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there, that the Duke's Mayo Bowl should be higher on the, on the list. I I really think so. It's in Charlotte. It's, I think Duke's Mayo is in, I think that stuff is in, it comes from Richmond, Virginia, so. No, I'm saying the bowl game. Oh, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying that the company is based out of Richmond. Anyway, I digress. Again, we took a turn. We didn't get through any. We didn't get through much of any fan feedback. Um, I do got one. Andy's got a comment. There's a bunch here, guys, and I'm sorry. I'll do do a couple quick ones that I won't comment on, but go ahead. Uh, So Andy Stewart, guy that went to Virginia Tech, Florida State. uh, Everywhere. Glad to coach. Yeah. Um, glad the coaches could form a game plan for a win against the worst team in the ACC. With two games left, only one of them winnable, we could see a bowl game. Even with that happening, there's no chance that Dino keeps his job. The lack of talent on offense is absolutely ridiculous. There's better offensive players in the AAC, Sun Belt, Conference USA than what we have. Poor recruiting. The guys we get usually end up off the team or playing the bench, not to mention penalties. How can you coach a team for eight years and still be one of the most penalized teams? Let me guess. Blame the AD and others. Enough is enough. By the way, does Joe still think Garrett is ahead of Eric Dungy? I I won't answer it for you, but damn. For for me, that sounds like Andy. Come on, man. I never that's, said that's anything. Andy's usually a little bit more upbeat than that. For I know. Uh, so he's had enough, and Andy's a very one, huh? But Andy's a very level-headed fan, though, and yeah, that's and that's kind of that's kind of what I've been trying to get you to understand a little bit is that I do think it's a, I think it's a rational thought process to be in that space. It's okay. I feel like it's totally justifiable. Yeah. And for me, it's hard to like that comment coming from that guy. Put it all into perspective. You can't argue. I can't argue with that guy. No, I mean, like I said, everyone's allowed their own perspective, right? I'm not going to sit here and fight for my perspective. Like, that's the way that everybody should think. It's just I'm along the lines of if you're going to blow it up, then then blow it all the way up. 
You know, I mean, that's I, I, that's really yeah, what it is. I don't I'm, not, think, I'm down with that. I don't think it's even fair to hire a coach to fire this coach with. I mean, again, I like the culture. I think that I like the, the type of players he comes in. I mean, those play the players play for him. Um, I don't like the fact that he's had to over and over again, you know, replace his assistants oh, because we you, can't Jeff. keep them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't think that unless people above him are taken care of so that we can actually put in and invest um, the time and money needed to this football team that I don't see it changing. What do you, what do you so, think? Of, go ahead. Finish your thought. So that's, that's really, that's really where I was, where I'm at with it is that if you want to get rid of Dino, I just don't think anything's going to change. You know, I just, I think if you get rid of Dino, I don't, I think it gets worse because I don't, I'm not sure totally sold on the fact that Dino's the heart of this problem. Um, in that in part of this problem, I mean the 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 evolution of this football team, or you know, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, Jeff is in the spaces. He says a forty point forty point losses on national TV hurt recruiting more than two point losses. I mean, if you all, that's a good point, and that's not a point that I made, but that's to my, yep. you know, I mean, obviously, it looks a lot better to be in a game than it is to just get your ass handed to you four games in a row. Um, it's not the games they've lost. It's how they lost. Can't view this all in a vacuum. Yeah, like I said, I don't I, – I'm not down for uh, – my uh, thing is, oh, is that I kind of – what's up? Go, one more, one more because it's all from the same guy. It's all from Jeff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dino hurts teams chances to win with his play calling and in-game decision-making. Uh, you can't build out a program with a QB room of four guys who can't throw basic intermediate passes. Now, I, I think that there's legitimate criticism for some of the play calling and some of the in-game decisions, but the creativity that they pulled out in a week, I think that's why that's so brilliant. Because so you know if you if you these coaches get together and they can pull out that type of creativity with yeah. with these guys you know it's there so like it's like why haven't that and to my point like earlier before we went live why wh- why haven't we been doing something like this did something just click where they just got so desperate they're like you know what f it let's take Dan Valari I got an idea let's take Dan Valari and use him right. in a wildcat. And we'll use LeQuint in a Wildcat. And it's not really a Wildcat, but we'll do the same thing with Garrett. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, we'll a, it's like an there, RPO then. without the P. It's, a, it's an RO. And, but mostly keep. Because a few times they tried to maybe fake it or try to hand it off, and we've lost, we lost the ball. But mm-hmm. um, it seems like such a simple, basic thing. And I think maybe some of what Dan went through in the spring contributes to some of that where the coaches haven't seen his abilities all the way through and they moved him from quarterback to tight end. And now it's just like, we just go to try this and then something clicks in practice or something. I mean, I don't know how it went, but then you're like, man, like shit, we should have thought of this like well, a long we time don't ago. Know, right. Because you know, Narduzzi gets on there and talks about, they, they literally did not, game plan for any of this because obviously it was completely different offense right 
So, I mean, they pulled out all the damn stops. Um, and I don't know if this works uh, regularly every week. You know, give a team time to look at the tape, then I think that that could be, you know, taken care of. But to change things up, maybe give somebody's um, arm another week to heal up um, and do something different, then it worked. Who knows? Maybe next year, maybe next week they break out something a little bit different or they have Maybe Dan passes things. more. That's what I'm saying. They have different things off of this, right? So, um, you know, to that point too, I mean, that's Syracuse, real historically, Syracuse really isn't the pocket passing type team, right? I mean, mm, a lot of times we're no, no. You're right. It's athletic. It's been a lot of athletic quarterbacks. That I mean, when you look at it, I mean Don McPherson, Mar- athletic Marvin Graves, um, uh, right. Donovan McNabb. I mean, we've had him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then there was other ones after that. Um, you know, Dungey. Really, when you look at the history of it, though, I mean, I, the I, two. Go ahead. Who are the two of the two quarterbacks that have been drafted in like the last I don't know thirty five years of Syracuse football? Tommy I DeVito mean, and stop it, stop it. He went to Illinois, um, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, Is that one um, year of Illinois really worth all that? I don't know, but I was going to say Donovan McNabb and. Ryan Nassib. Ryan Nassib was probably the only pocket passer that didn't really have an athleticism an athlete, like yeah. that. Yeah, he was frustrating. Coach he was so frustrating to watch. Line. Yeah. Oh, super frustrated. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's the type of quarterbacks that we that we that we bring in, you know. And I'm telling you, like, if McNabb or uh, Marvin Graves gets hurt for five games in one of their seasons, then those seasons would have looked similar too. So again, I'm not gonna try to sit here and micro just be, you know on the <laughs> just look at everything through a microscope and be and get myself so upset, especially based upon expectations. It's not about it's not about me not wanting my team to be a certain place because I would love for them to be nationally relevant. It would be awesome for them to be ranked and have those type of opportunities. You know, um, it was the year that Dungey you know was there and they went ten and three, but. I mean, you got to start out with realistic expectations and knowing what the program is actually investing in and what they're doing compared to what other programs are doing. I mean, that's why you're seeing Duke being doing what they're doing because they're starting to invest in that type of stuff as well because they don't want to be left behind, like we said. Duke's a school with money. I'm trying to keep myself with realistic expectations so that I don't get so upset because at the end of the day, I mean, what what is is fun about watching – football if you're just going to sit here and be upset because they didn't live up to your expectations every single week um i just i don't know because if you're going to sit here and you're not going to be happy until they're nationally relevant and winning 10 games a year nine ten games a year then you're going to be pretty pretty upset for a long long time i don't think that's i don't think anybody who's thinking like that as far as a fan goes it's unrealistic it's unrealistic. I mean, and when it comes to recruiting too, I mean, honestly, there's different things that come with recruiting. Obviously, there's regional stuff that people want to stay home. Um, you know, sometimes it's easier for teams. Some like people us don't to want actually, to be in the freezing ass cold. Yeah, some of them don't want to do that, right? But then also, if you're nationally relevant, then what is your chances of coming in and getting playing time as a true freshman or a redshirt freshman? So there's playing time, and then obviously the number one 
is NIL money. So everything's changed as far as that's concerned. I'm not going to buy the get your butts kicked by 40 and you're going to – I mean, the type of recruits that are looking at that type of stuff are the guys that are going to get money no matter what. They're going to play no matter what, and those guys are most likely going to the ACC and to the top teams anyway. So the guys that we're recruiting, uh, as long as we're willing to pay them and, and offer them playing time early, then – I, I think I don't. I don't think losing like that is is kills us as much as it used to. Sorry, just. I mean, yeah, the money's got to be there though. So and it's not apparently well, exactly. So and that's there's it. that problem too. So, I understand so that. What? I can. So I can. I can. So we lose close, and then players are like, "Oh, I want to go play there." Sorry, like we I can't pay you, so they end up going any, somewhere else anyway. Like I told you, that's a me thing. Mm-hmm. That's a me thing as a fan. And that's why I understand it, because regardless of whether or not that the chirping about that's coming from a fan who, um, like maybe Jeff who 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 has that opinion, or if it's someone like me who has that opinion for two different reasons, that doesn't matter because that's right. just you know I think everybody's got their own way of dealing with all that stuff yeah, internally, yeah. and right, yeah, <laughs> and you know. I think for me, it was just the the lid blew off at one point, and um, you know you want to see better. You know, you you yeah. didn't, I didn't grow up with this like this, and um, you know it's just frustrating because when you know when you know how things can be, and you have a really good freaking feeling why they're not. And it comes down to how the SU is running their programs, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's if it's if it's trying to equally deal yeah. with all of these other yeah sports. You don't even know if there's politics involved, right? There's or, or what's going money on, money or corruption involved. We don't know. You have no idea, but yeah. obviously something's off because something's off. Something's off. I mean, plain and simple. And we'll probably never get an answer. But yeah. but look. The good news is is we can all join the collective and do our own part. And you can pull your money at any time. And my best advice would be to sign up for a couple years, lump sum, and see what happens. So right. I mean, at least then you can say, Hey, look, you know, there's gotta be some transparency here with the NIL money if you're donating, right? You there must be. That has to be. If you're donating to some somewhere, you should be able to have some transparency to it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, are you going to answer him? Answer who? Says he said. Does Joe still think Garrett is ahead of Eric Dungey? Oh, I mean, look. If Garrett Trader doesn't get hurt, I feel like Garrett Trader. If you want my honest opinion, me, I feel like Garrett Trader is a better, more talented guy than Eric Dungey. Eric Dungey had a ton of heart. But Garrett Trader, I think, is a better passer, and he's got the heart, too. And I feel like just when it comes down to the passing, and I know we haven't seen it, and you guys can bag on me all you want, but the dude's been injured. Garrett Trader doesn't have this injury. These conversations we've had the past five, six weeks now, I, yeah. don't, I don't think are happening. I just don't. And we'll never know, but in my heart of hearts, I feel like Garrett Trader, as far as if I had to choose between a healthy Dungy or a healthy Schrader, I would take a healthy Schrader. That's how I feel. Nah, that's how I feel too. And again, I think it's just going to be 
you're never going to be able to get a fair, accurate opinion. No, because exactly. obviously, I mean, and Dungey, people remember, remember, he did deal with injuries too, but he was a warrior as well. And I mean, like, I, I hate even having to pick in between them. Um, and Dungey, he was a starter for four years. Garrett only had three, three and three quarters because, you know, he had to I got, beat out Tommy. I got three quarterbacks but, hanging up on my wall up here behind me. Sign, okay. You know, signed photos. And okay. I've got Donovan McNabb, Eric Dungey, and Garrett Trader. There you go. <laughs> so I mean, I mean those uh, those are the ones that have been impressive throughout my life as a Syracuse fan. And I mean, Marvin Graves was obviously amazing, but um, those are the guys that that I felt like really, really through and through were Syracuse. And um, yeah. And it just so happens that we've had two of them back-to-back. Almost back-to-back. Pretty damn close. Yeah. Now, I think um, Dungy, I think that he had a, you know better offensive lines. I think he had better receivers. And um, that's probably why his passing yards were a little bit better. Plus, he didn't have – if, if he did have injuries, his injuries weren't to his throwing arms to where he couldn't throw and stuff if, like if that. They but, were lower body injuries. You know, most and yeah, and and he was just I mean, and I don't see he was fast and he was athletic, but I don't think he was. I mean, I think Garrett brings a different type of athleticism with his sneakiness and you know, how he can slip and you know kind of juke people and stuff. Um, but sadly, I just feel like we didn't get to see full potential Schrader through a whole season at all because of this nagging injury with his throwing arm. So, um, you know, Eric Dungey is going to lead in stats, and it's not going to seem as though, but again. Um, I think they're damn close, and I hate even having. I'll take I'll take both of them to, into battle. Don't oh, matter. absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, they're um, tremendous, and they had a, they had huge impacts, um, especially Dungey on the fan base. I mean, the fans absolutely love Eric Dungey, and and rightfully so. Um, all right, that is going to do it. Finally, Colgate I, tomorrow. I, I, Colgate tomorrow. Yes. Uh, the preview is is this. They Let's... lost Tucker Richardson. They have four to five starters back. Still a tough team, but we should be good. Let's effing win. Go Orange for Joe. Sean, we're out. Peace. Back Wednesday. God willing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.